fancy buildings, big salaries, and all those commercials you see of us. Banks are not in business to make you rich. The banking system is a sham. Welcome to the Next Generation Podcast, presented by Generations Bank. I'm Luke Hannon. I'm Max Harrell. Been watching some TikTok recently. Yeah? Okay, I'm lying. I, I don't watch TikTok. Does Allie? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's, it's kind of like, you know, last week we talked about whether Corbin was going to be an iPad baby. Yes. Allie is a TikTok baby. <laughs> <laughs> she like, I'll like give her TikTok. We've got it locked up on her screen time to kind of limit the intake. And then if it's like a Friday night, it's like, okay, I'll give you an hour of TikTok. But yeah, once she's in it, it's like tractor beam. Ooh, I know. Whoop. Does she save videos to show you? Yes. Yeah. That's why I, I love it. Yeah. Because she just, she's my filter and she'll show me all the funny stuff. But, you know, one of the things that people have been doing recently, I don't know if you've seen this, is there uh, a video of yourself reacting to another video? Yeah. What do you think about that? <laughs> Apparently they're pretty popular. I think it's very popular. <laughs> they are. Reacting to a reaction. I think the media is being built around personalities. And so now that we kind of have a following, um, Large. Would, people want to see, you know, what your reaction would be to certain videos. So we've got a few. Yeah. <laughs> is that how you want to do this? You want to watch some and then... Yeah. Now, the I will say these are filtered to um, your profession. These are not just any videos. Mm. So these are banking videos. Are there, are there going to be pe- people dogging banking? Possibly. Wow. Possibly. Um, we've talked about how bankers kind of get a bad, uh, have a bad reputation out there. Let's see what the TikTokers have to say. Let's see what they have to say. I'm <laughs> very curious to see what they have to say. Yeah. They're a different breed, man. All these kids. All the, the, all those these giving, kids. that's calling kids, giving, kids. <laughs> giving banking advice through TikTok. Yeah. All right. Okay, you ready for the first one? Let's do it. Thank you, sir. We'll keep it safe for you. Hey, I need a loan to buy a car. Uh, sure thing. Just make sure you pay us a 9% interest rate on that. Here's your 10K back and the interest. Thank you. I really do appreciate your business. Hey, can I withdraw my 10K? Sure, here you go. Didn't I earn the interest on it? Oh, that's right. Here you go. But you lent my money to that guy and charged him a ton of interest on it, which we need to keep to pay for our fancy buildings, big salaries, and all those commercials you see of us. That's it. I'm moving my money to a high yield savings account with an online bank where I can earn a 3 to 4% interest rate on it with the same level of security that's the hundredth customer we've lost this week they caught us <laughs> wow red-handed all those car loans that all were those really car loans <laughs> okay react go okay uh well first of all that is the clown music is just awful um and probably the most oversimplified version of banking i have ever heard in my life you think so yes um First of all, let me just state that banking is a for-profit um, industry. Like banks traditionally try to make money, so we shouldn't be in trouble for making money. No, or feel guilty, or gu- or feel guilty. <laughs> yes, because that made me feel a little guilty. Yeah, yeah, because banks are not nonprofits. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, they are not nonprofit institutions. Um, and I love the unless you're a food bank. Yeah, true. Those are nonprofits. Yeah. Wow. But we are a money bank. We're a (laughs) real bank. (laughs) River bank. River banks on the river? Mm Mm-hmm. Are you just 
I'm naming different You're just banks. naming different types uh, of banks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're for perf. For profit. <laughs> we're for perf. We're for profit. Yes. Okay. We are for profit. Good and, to know. And um, while that is the most gross oversimplification <laughs> of a transaction I have maybe ever seen, that puts a bank in a really bad bad light as in banks are going out and buying all these massive buildings which I, you correct me if I'm wrong but I don't think they are plus um, I think that was a like a direct attack on on the banking industry which is yeah. just unnecessary um, it's we banks provide a service and they get compensated on that service and we've talked about this before money that's that that is deposited is lent out to improve the communities, uh, specific specifically for community banks, the communities and um, and the welfare of the community that you live and work and play in, right? So, like, there's mutual. I guess that's the story that banks go with. It's to make mutual, them look good. Yeah, <laughs> I promise you, it's mutually beneficial. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, if we were lending money out at the exact same amount that we were. Paying on deposits, guess what that does? That's a zero profit right there. So, appreciate that guy, but you just flat wrong. Popcorn ceilings ain't free, buddy. Okay. Amen. <laughs> we got to make money to pay for this nice stuff. <laughs> okay. You ready for number two? Yeah, let's do it. I asked for 100000 How y'all only got 30000 in the bank? Where my money at? Soldier boy, that's called fractional reserve lending. And as of March of 2020, the banks are no longer required to keep any of your money in reserve. So what they did is they took your $100,000 and immediately lent it out. Now, while they're getting around 10 to 15% on your money, they're only giving you around 0.1%, my man. The banking system is corrupt. You're better off taking that money and putting it into an uninterrupted compound interest account, otherwise known as a cash value life insurance policy. That money, it will be protected from market loss, likely outpace inflation, and it grow tax-free for the rest of your life. The reason Silicon Valley Bank collapsed is for this very reason. They mismanaged people's money, and when people went into the bank to withdraw their money, they couldn't get it. So the banking system is a sham. React. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's. there's a lot of things here that are both accuracies, but their fallacies in the way that he's presenting them. Um, so, yes, there is only a specific reserve amount the banks have to have for cash, right? Uh, cash on hand. Um, and that, while I believe he states 2020, I don't believe that that's an accurate statement for banks, um, for banks as a whole. Uh, that may be some specific... Um, you know, size of banks that he's talking about. But um, the the fact is, is that, you know, banks are this intermediary between, you know, folks that deposit their money again and the uh, folks that are borrowing money. Um, the goal is not to have a significant amount of cash lying around. A, it's a major security risk. Um, and then B, Again, banks are in a for-profit uh, environment and industry and um, cash sitting around not doing anything just as anyone would do with their personal cash for the most part um, is 
not the most accretive thing that you could do. So be no different than, than an individual who wanted some cash on hand for whatever uh, situation may come up as opposed to, um, you know, putting their money to work. And I mean, even when you buy a house, you're putting money, cash into an investment into a house, you're borrowing money, additional money, but the cash as an investment is supposed to be accretive. You know, you hope your your house is worth more when you sell it than when you first bought it. Um, the same thing with an investment, right? You have to purchase that with cash and then you hope that it becomes worth more um, over time or as you sell it. So I don't understand why people think that that's so different for any other institution. I mean, it's the same thing if you were to develop a widget, you know, I mean, if you develop a widget and, uh, you know, you construct, let's just say the the iPhone, right? I mean, they're selling it. <laughs> they're selling it at a margin here. Yeah. You know, they're, they're a for-profit business that's selling it as a margin. They would have their cash invested into that widget um, and they're not going to have a ton of like physical cash lying around. That's going to be into their assets, which they're going to sell for a profit. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing as when we're selling loans or if we're giving loans, we're giving loans at a margin over and above the um, deposit that came in. Um, and that's where we, that's where banks make, traditionally make their, uh, make their money. And so I, I don't understand why that's a hard concept. Yeah. Seems like there's a lot of people who think that the banking system is corrupt or should kind of be at that uh, neutral. You know, well, it's just kind of a service. It almost seems like people are under the impression that um, maybe the thought that it's so closely tied to the federal bank or government institutions that it couldn't be a yeah. for profit industry. Yeah, well, there's no federal bank, so the Federal Reserve. Federal um, Reserve, but yeah, I think sometimes banks, <laughs> I think sometimes banks can feel commoditized. Is basically what we're talking about here, um, and that people think that it is just, um, you know, for lack of a better way to say it, when you put your trash out on the curb, someone comes, um, hopefully every week and picks it up, right? It's a service that's being provided. Now you do pay for that service, but it's a service that's being provided. And so, um, you know, if, if they weren't to come and pick it up one week, it's very noticeable. Yeah. And so, um, you know, with that being said, I just think that sometimes, um, you know, there's, there's, there's the idea that a service being provided, um, should always be, you know, attainable for each and every person in, in, in each and every situation. Um, and they don't ever think about how that company is um, trying to provide a better, better work environment for their employees. They're trying to provide profit for their investors, their shareholders, um, you know, and ultimately as a community bank is founded on make, make and drive their community growth. Like all of those things are a major factor in why banks are, um, so integral to a society and a community. And so for people to just think of it as a uh, a service, um, just a, you know, a, a, a non-profitable service, I think is kind of doing it detrimental. And it's not something that they would do, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, gosh, there are people selling water bottles 
on the side of the highway. I mean, that they're not selling them for free. They're not handing them out for free. And so uh, it's just an interesting take. But nonetheless. It's out there. It's out people there. People are believing. <laughs> and uh, sorry about that, Soldier Boy. Yeah. Um, I just didn't realize we had a 14.9% profit margin. He said it was... Uh, Is that what he said? He said 15%, charging you 15% and then giving you back 0.1% on yeah, your money. That's... I'll tell you what, whatever bank is doing that, mm-hmm. um, that's uh, that's an, either an extremely profitable tro- profitable bank or uh, they're just doing wrong by their customers. So yeah. I don't know. In case you don't know this, banks are not in business to make you rich because if they were, your savings will probably be earning 5 to 15% annually. Now I'm going to show you one of the places that banks are investing your money and why. So the first thing you'll notice here is that it says banks ranked by life insurance assets. So in other words, life insurance is considered an asset, right? So look at the rankings. Number one, Bank of America investing roughly $24 billion in cash value life insurance. Wells Fargo, $19.4 billion. JP Morgan, $12 billion. PNC, $10 billion. And the list goes on and on where banks in the United States investing billions of dollars into cash value life insurance policy. And the main reason why over 3,000 banks put money in cash value policies is because it is classified as a tier one asset, which are basically asset class that have little to no risk and preserves the bank's funds while yielding interest anywhere from four to 10%. Corporations also do the same thing. It's called COLE, corporate owned life insurance. Now here's what's interesting. Most people don't know that they can literally do the exact same thing with what I call YOLI your own life insurance, and you don't need millions of dollars. So if you want to learn how to set up the same type of policy, send me a DM or click on the link in my bio. Send me that link. Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, Coley. Coley. Yoli. Coley, Yoli. There is a thing called Boli, bank-owned life insurance. Ebola. Yeah, oh, Ebola. Yeah, well... What did he say? The banks aren't in the business of making you rich. No. So. Again. Yeah. A massive over oversimplification of the process. Okay. Again, I don't understand why people think that the bank as a <laughs> company is not allowed to make money. This seems to be a theme coming across here that I don't quite get or understand. Um, and and it's incumbent upon the bank to make other individuals money is yeah. essentially what I've heard here. Yeah, it'd be like restating this, it. It'd be like if somebody if I made a TikTok, I said, "This is my phone." Target is corrupt. You heard me right. Target's corrupt. They are charging you more for that shirt than they paid for it. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's exactly <laughs> what it feels like. Stop shopping at Target. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that's a great phone. Um, yeah, it's the uh, it's got some cork. It's, a, it's got cork on the back. It's a palm. <laughs> you ever heard of a palm? No. You never heard of a palm back uh-uh. in the day? My dad had a palm. Palm. Um, I was a black. Anyways, that's Anyways. the same so logic. Well, yeah. it's the same logic. I mean, he's using the cash value cash value life insurance as an yeah, asset. What's that about? Well, basically, you've just got banks. Banks are investors as well. We've discussed this. And so, um, yes, they're earning a, a return on these assets. And so that's why their banks are putting cash in into that. Uh, but we've also, also talked about the fact that like Venmo and 
um, Cash App and Starbucks and all these kinds of, like they're making money on your money. And somehow banks are the only ones that get tagged with that, um, with, with that line of, well, you shouldn't be doing this. And so, um, yeah, and he's talking about billions and millions and whatever. Like these banks are absolutely massive that he's talking about. Yeah. I mean, these are trillion dollar institutions. Um, I didn't, I think, I think Bank of America hit the trillion dollar number. I don't, I don't remember specifically, but these are massive, massive banks that have probably a small percentage um, uh, invested in this Boley uh, Bank on Life Insurance or or the Coley, uh, the cat, the I think a cash value life insurance, but company um, owned, yeah, yeah, company owned life insurance, but. So, I mean, basically, a bank is just diversifying their asset mix is basically what they're so doing. So that's just one way that they're investing yeah. deposits? Yes. Yes, that can be one way, just the same same way as loans, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and so I would garner to say that they would probably make more money if they could put it in loans. Now, it's a riskier asset. Got it. And that's why that's why you'll have a certain percentage in something like that. But um, to say that that's a problem or to say that that's something that should be looked at. I don't, you know, that, that feels like a, that, that feels like a stretch. So again, for-profit business in the game to make money. And the same thing as your target reference. I mean, they bought the shirt at $5, they sold it for 30 and nobody's upset about it. Yeah. I think the funny thing is that we don't put out there that we aren't, for profit. How do I say this? Right. That we're, we don't that shy we are, away. Yeah, we don't show, shy away from the fact that we are trying to make money or what we're really doing with your money, um, whether that's Generations Bank or Bank of America, whoever it might be. So I don't know why there's kind of a miscommunication there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely leaving feeling a little guilty. I don't know why he got to me. <laughs> Did he? he got to me. I think yeah. it was Soldier Boy. See, <laughs> yes. Seeing Soldier Boy, it just yeah, that's just tough. But yeah. but yeah, it's just um, it's interesting. They kind of got the that that feeling from all three of those guys. Um, you know, and to to an attack an industry and over when you can you can perceive or make anything, um, put anything a spin on anything and make it your perception of it and whatever, but. Um, but the reality is, is that, um, you know, I don't believe that these in- individuals had a very good understanding um, of the of the industry as a whole. They um, didn't go to banking school. That's right. They didn't see Coach Brom with banking school. <laughs> and neither did I. But <laughs> I did look for him. Um, so, you know, just an interesting concept and an, and an interesting um, way to look at things. Yeah, be careful what you believe. <laughs> Yes. Be careful with what you see and believe. Well, there, there's got to be a good spin too here. I mean, the fact is, is that uh, you know, uh, a bank sized generations has a uh, has a, you know, a desire to grow their community, um, a desire to make a return for their shareholders, uh, to make money to in- increasingly grow um, and return back to earnings, and then provide growth and um, exceptional service for the community. And like all those things, guess what? They require you to make money. And so, you know, I'd say it's a good thing if your bank is making money, because that means they can treat you as a customer better. Right. (laughs) You, you would, I I would assume you would want to, uh, go to an institution, whether a bank or, 
um, somewhere that you're going to shop or anything, you yeah. would want to go there or a hotel. If you go to a hotel that's not making money, guess what? It's probably not a great hotel. Yeah. There's a reason they're not making money. And, uh, and they're probably not going to be able to fix some of the problems that you see in that hotel. So, you know, I mean, like, let's... Uh, Participation trophy to everybody. That's right. Thanks for the videos, Luke. Hey, no problem. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like this episode, please leave a five-star rating and drop a review. Follow us on our socials, which can be found in the show notes below. We will catch you next time.